0: I enjoy uh, practicing in winter uh, because of the, you know, the quality of presence and intimacy that one can feel with um, defrosting. You know, when you come from the outside and you sit, and the kind of tingling and the warmth coming back in. The um, the opposite process is also interesting. I spent a lot of time just sitting coming from inside sitting outside or just standing not even walking just to feel very slowly the coldness come in you know in <laughs> the extremities you know the feet and the hands and if you stay long enough at some point the whole body becomes uh, cold and come in and enjoy def- defrosting um, So I did find uh, the poem from uh, Naomi Shihabnai. I wanted to read it to you so you could, uh, you could think of it as a um, contemplation, a meditation. If you want to close your eyes and just let, um, let yourself be touched by the words. Or just see what, uh, how they land. Not not that they have to land in any special way, in any precise way. So kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, (coughs) you must lose things, feel the future dissolve in a moment, like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go, so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop, the passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho, lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you, how he too Was someone who was journeyed um, through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know what kindness, before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow, you must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all the sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore, only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to mail letters and purchase bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world To say, it is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere, like a shadow or a friend. know kindness as the deepest thing. Um, one has to know uh, sorrow as the other deepest thing. I think that's what uh, she says in there. And I I think that's what I wanted to talk a little bit about this afternoon. About Um, uh, meta-kindness, benevolence, bienveillance, uh, tenderness as as a manifestation, as an expression of uh, wisdom So I talked about the far enemy of, um, of metta, the far enemy being uh, hatred. So you can see it from very far, you notice really uh, from, from far that this is not uh, metta. And the <coughs> near enemy, what do you think is the near enemy of metta? And what it is meant by that is that When this or these qualities are present, they can be mistaken for uh, metta, loving kindness, uh, unstoppable friendliness. And so one that is not in the official list that I'll bring is a a kind of um, niceness, you know? It's kind of a fake, uh, kindness you know being nice like playing nice or there's this in the in the culture you know no it's not a problem not, not, not at all, you know when <laughs> inside there is our the sense that we we might have that we have to be nice you know we have to I don't know sometimes in the Buddhist milieu People start to talk with very small voice. You know, everything <laughs> is soft. Like, people can be extremely aggressive, but very soft voice. <laughs> 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 so this is not this is not what we're talking about. You know? um, and uh, um, so what we're talking about is uh, has more depth to it. And one way that it might be, uh, can help me uh, express it is, I think I heard uh, Ajahn Amaro uh, saying, you know, you don't have to like people to love them, you know, or you don't have to like people to actually respect them or consider them or wish them well, you know. So it it goes much deeper than, uh, than liking or, uh, um, so I've, actually, I've been naming it a lot, and somehow I feel like I want to name it again. Um, how uh, you know what uh, Naomi Shihab Nye describes here is uh, you, you know uh, seeing the other's suffering and recognizing the universality in the experience, you know. Before you know what kindness is, you have to see the dead Indian with the white poncho laying there on the street, and recognize that this uh, could have been you, that he too was traveling with a plan, and he too uh, had breath. You know. So to me, this is insight, an insight into uh, the universal uh, qualities of our existence, what we share, what we have in common. So it's not, uh, yeah, I talked about this earlier today, kind of bypassing, hey, you know, wishing well to everybody, everybody's beautiful, it's all good. It's not about this. It's about the deep understanding of uh, the unreliable nature of our existence no? the fragile uh, uncontrollable nature of our existence when we have the chance uh, we can call it like this the chance to get really close to notice really deeply, be touched vipassana uh, seeing deeply uh, how things are unstable uncontrollable impermanent uh, then we can be deeply touched by the human uh, predicament, uh, and in this way, the, that's how the, the heart opens. The, the heart opening, I think, is a acknowledgement of a reality. You know, how we don't have control over things. Huh? Or, at least very often, we don't. We don't have control over what people do, what institutions do, what the weather does. We don't have control over even our bodies. They'll get sick, they'll get Mm -hmm. diseases, they'll get achy. We don't have uh, much control even over our hearts. We would like to feel light, yet, Sometimes we feel heavy. We would like clarity, yet we're confused, often. You know? We would like to be confident, but we're a little less than that. You know? We would like to know what's coming, but we actually don't. And so, in the practice of um, mindfulness, in the meditative practice, in the practice of metta we're invited to come really close to life not as we would want it to be but as it truly is um, and by in this encounter uh, be touched, be tenderized so yeah I see it as a Really beautiful and not uh, not easy kind of uh, it's uh, alchemy. How can uh, these things that I'm mentioning turn out turn out to be liberating? How can they turn out to be heart opening? Uh, how can they bring appreciation? You know. Um, So, um, there's a teacher in, um, I think she's in California, I've never met her actually, uh, Erthlin, um, Zenju, Erthlin Manuel, and she wrote a book that's mainly how I, uh, I've received uh, some, you know, teachings from her. Uh, but she has talks, you know, I've seen her on videos. And, Uh, The title of um, this book that I'm referring to is um, The Way of Tenderness. The Way of Tenderness. And she speaks um, very eloquently, really uh, beautifully. She speaks really beautifully about uh, that kind of alchemy of meeting what is not easy to meet uh, uh, with uh, care, with uh, attention, mm-hmm. and kind of a high quality contact with what is painful. And how this uh, can open the heart. And it's very real because she talks about, uh, she talks about as a woman, uh, you know, uh, meeting sexism, mm-hmm. and she's uh, particularly, I think, in the book, she talks about her, her meditation practice. So she's practicing in a Buddhist uh, lineage zen I think, and uh, the environment, the milieu where she is, is mainly led by white, uh, uh, cis, heterosexual male. and um, and she's uh, she happens to be um, a queer woman of color and um, in the milieu where she's practicing there's uh, you know sexism <coughs> racism is uh, alive you know as it is in in America that can include the whole of North America the whole of the Americas uh, sexism, racism, homophobia is present but never named at least by the those in power uh, not named, maybe not even noticed seen uh, yet her experience on the cushion and in the social interaction and in her life uh, often uh, this comes up in very powerful and, you know, uh, ways, microaggressions, and uh, uh, in all kinds of ways, and she uh, she manages to turn this into uh, what she talks about is complete tenderness, complete recognition. You know, honest, uh, realness recognition of what is happening in her own experience and in her, you know, society. And this leading to, yeah, tenderness. So when I read this book, I I was deeply moved by the, the power of her, you know, the, the power of her spiritual practice. Um, and inspired by that. And um, so the love that emanates from this is not, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's powerful love. It's love that is grounded in the reality of what's happening. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, I'm a little speechless. So how can something that could lead to um, shutting down, uh, hatred, uh, agitation—I uh, mean, all kinds of things—you know—how can this lead to clarity, to the capacity to name and uh, and care? This uh, kind of uh, that—that's how this love can become unconditional. This is, you know, it, it's um, it's a caring that uh, that can uh, meet any circumstances, uh, circumstance of life. Not that we want these circumstances to, to stay you know, and, uh, of course we want to dismantle uh, you know all of these uh, whatever they are transphobia fa- uh, body shaming uh, abuse uh, of all kinds um, So here, what we do is we, uh, the practice, as I understand it, is that we notice what's truly happening. Uh, and you know, it it, uh, it um, just the dining hall can be a very rich field. You know, to. To notice a lot of things, of, uh, you know, in, in, um, in our social interaction, although we're in silence, we know we're highly relational, you know, uh, and uh, a lot of our conditionings come up, you know, of unworthiness, or, or taking too much space, or having the right to this or that, and all of these are occasions. tenderness to arise you know I've seen I I think I can say countless amount of times uh, in the food line you know as I'm serving food um, something will happen almost every time something will happen as I'm going through the food line you know it's either I'll drop a little bit of the soup or I'll drop a piece of salad or you know there'll be something that I won't do uh, perfectly and uh, my conditioning i don't know what it is if, where where it comes from exactly probably many places but there's something dormant is just there you know like everything is okay but it's just waiting to come out tell me i'm a piece of shit <laughs> and it's amazing how it will lash on not much you know i just have to drop the ladle inside the <laughs> inside the you know the cauldron, whatever it's called, doing the putt, you know, and suddenly shame, you know, the, you know, the no right to exist, the kind of not human mistake, a mistake. Uh, I don't know if these things, if your life is that epic. <laughs> 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 Or, you know, maybe just uh, on the first day, you know, before we go in silence, the little exchanges here and there, you know, and the fragility, the... Un- the, uh, the, uns- the I don't know if you feel this, I'm, I think I'm quite at ease with social interaction, yet, you know, this fear, this fear of not doing the codes right, you know, Getting a little too much space, or not hearing something that should have been heard or seen or, you know. And uh, so all of these uh, become opportunities for tenderness. This is the opening of the heart. When we would like to bypass all of these, often we would like these things not to exist, suddenly they become the way. And so... Um, You know, I'm trying to touch all the different scales here, the big scale, the smaller scales (laughs) of of our different conditionings. Um, And so here it shows, of course, uh, yes, in the dining hall, but in the sitting, what appears in the mind. We would like something else to appear, ease, lightness, and it might be there sometimes. I'm not saying it's not there or can't be there, might be most of your experience. For some of us, your lightness and enjoyment. But for many of us, it's going to be a little bit more shaky than this. Um, and so, the path uh, becomes this: this, you know, the shakiness of the uh, environment, the planet, you know. It could be a source of distress, and in this kind of alchemy, can what, what is happening for us on the planet, what we're in our relationship with the planet, uh, the environment, can this be a source of tenderness? I think we're closer to creativity, if there's tenderness, if there's stability in the mind, if there's agitation, despair, shutting down, all this, I'm not sure that, you know, will be of much help. But a capacity to recognize with a stable heart, that's a quality of the heart, that I named last night, equanimity. It's not a flatness, it's not indifference, it's a vibrancy of heart that can meet uh, what's happening. These are good conditions to bring about uh, change uh, in any situation, and it could be relational, you know, just you and somebody else. You know. The capacity to actually, uh, and this is the tenderness and the loving-kindness to me, come, uh, you know, in the practice, when if, if it can come in in the moment of conflict or tension, ah, Not easy for us to be together. Maybe all of us, maybe you and I, maybe, you know, whatever the size, whatever the configuration. If there can be tenderness that becomes available where usually it would not have been, you know, there would have been just, you know, blaming or aversion, not wanting this situation, this kind of Turning towards, saying, hey, (coughs) recognition, that's how it is right now. This is what's happening between us. Naming, acknowledging, allowing uh, the discomfort, the uneasiness, the uncertainty. And caring. I feel like these are conditions that can be... uh, very supportive for healing for solution finding for uh, as i was looking for you um, me she have nice, uh, poem i ran into uh, into um, Um, the the precepts, the five precepts that we talked about yesterday afternoon, but uh, expressed uh, by the teachers of uh, Manzanita Village. Um, the teachers there are uh, two women: one trans, one cis women. Katriona uh, Reed, and she has three names i 'll find that Michelle Michelle I'll find I'll, I'm almost I'm almost but I could make a mistake so I won't go there but they um, they wrote the the precept and expression of the precepts that I think is full of um, what I'm trying to talk about here this uh, afternoon evening um, When the Buddha, uh, or in the Buddhist teaching, we say that uh, loving kindness um, is uh, is something we want to reflect on, you know, think about. Um, so that's what we're doing here this week or now. We're giving air time to this quality. That's a way to live it, to cultivate it, and so reflecting on. Acting on, speaking through, so having uh, metta as a a force for speech, of what leads uh, speech and actions and thoughts, thinking, and uh, the, the practice, the development of it through meditation. So meditating on metta, reflecting on metta, acting on metta, and speaking on metta. Is, would be like the way to uh, express wisdom or, uh, or um, engage with metta. So here are the precepts. Aware of the violence in the world and of the power of nonviolent resistance, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations, and vow to cultivate the compassion that seeks to protect each living being. Aware of the poverty and greed in the world, and of the intrinsic abundance of the earth, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations and vow to cultivate the simplicity, gratitude and generosity that have no limits. Aware of the abuse and lovelessness in the world and of the healing that is made possible when we open to love, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations, and vow to cultivate respect for the beauty and erotic power of our bodies. Aware of the falsehood and deception in the world, and of the power of living and speaking the truth, I stand in the presence of the ancestor, ancestors, the earth and future generations, and vow to cultivate the ability to listen, and clarity and integrity in all I communicate by my words and actions. Aware of the contamination and desecration of the world, and of my responsibility for life as it manifests through me, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations, and vow to cultivate discernment and care in what I take into my body and mind. read this because in, in there for me there's breath there's a, there's a view that is really wide um, and um, and it talks about uh, action so it's a, it's a reflection but it uh, it uh, invites <coughs> for wise action for compassionate action and it also names uh, trouble it's not fearful of naming, acknowledging. Uh, So it's not in denial, it's not in bypassing. It names what's happening uh, here, between us, uh, in society. Thing I didn't uh, mention is the, um, the, the 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 official near enemy of uh, meta. Uh, I named the unofficial one, the kind of niceness that is very superficial, it's kind of acted, like played, like uh, fake, almost. Um, the official near enemy of uh, loving kindness. Uh, what do you think it is? Sorry? It doesn't reach my (laughs) ear, sorry. (laughs) Ourself, Numaim? Numaim. ah, ourselves are the the enemy of uh, metta. It's an interesting thought. What else? So the official (laughs) answer is, and it it might be partly in, uh, in your answer, the official answer is uh, attachment, clinging. So it's a it's a near enemy because we might mistake one for the other. So that's the kind of love we often practice. You know that is uh, conditional. It's not an unconditional kind of love. It's conditional. I love you as long as we're in that contract where you act <laughs> this way and you fulfill this or that or. Uh, and so it's a it's a love that uh, if we use an image, it could be a love where the hand is not open. It's not I, I'm wishing you well. You know, it's not offering like this. It's it's a little bit more like I love you, but don't go. You know, I love you, but stay. You know, I need you to stay, or I need you to be like this. Or it has fear in it, fear of losing. Or, uh, it's uh, attached, clings. Uh, and so it's interesting to notice it uh, maybe here but also in our life what kind of uh, love we're uh, we're practicing so probably all the love that is uh, talked about in the love songs is <laughs> probably of the near enemy kind <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm projecting on you something and please just don't don't move so much (laughs) I can keep projecting you know know? and suddenly I'll be disappointed because I had projected something on you and you're not behaving according to my projection (laughs) and that's very disappointing you know Um, and so so it's a a love that uh, asks and that calculates and that uh, You know, and so we're interested in, in exploring something else. Is that some, something that could be free, really free, saying you might not behave as I want, you know, and I wish you well. You know? um, and so it's to get out of our usual circle of caring so that we can reach out, actually in practice, and there's a term for it, it's breaking the barriers. And I've heard many, many ways that people experience this. It could be in a meta retreat or in another setting. But uh, when, and it always it's always very unique the way describe, people describe it, but also very universal, it fits the description. Of Suddenly, the, for a, mo- a few moments maybe, the heart opens. Um, so that's an image, the heart open might not... Uh, you might not use these words, but uh, these words might not be used by the person describing it. But suddenly there there'll be a, a caring that is uh, kind of boundless, that is not uh, doesn't have opinions that uh, you know blocks it. Uh, it's a care that extends uh, kind of naturally in its. Uh, In a way, very transformative, and you might have experienced this, you know, through drugs. (laughs) Sometimes it's how it happens, you know, in contact uh, with nature. Uh, Some people have described this happening in lovemaking, you know, it's very rare, but it does happen uh, in different uh, settings where suddenly uh, we drop our usual way of seeing, our perceptions are altered, maybe momentarily or in a way that touches us deeply, that we'll have uh, impressions that will stay. Um, And so these these, uh, things can happen um, almost by grace, you know, the conditions uh, are so that the heart opens and so here, we're actually doing this in a developmental way, in an organized way, in an intentional way. Uh, it's good. It does exist. You know, otherwise you would, uh, we would have to wait for grace. You know? Oh, I hope my heart opens one day. But in the Buddhist teachings, uh, it seems like the Buddha uh, gives us methods, ways to reflect, practice. So that slowly, maybe the mind can uh, expand a little bit from its uh, its habitual views. Any questions, comments, nuances, application, objections, discoveries? So maybe I'll talk about like how personally I've seen it unfold. Um, we were talking about this, uh, the f- uh, first uh, first uh, meal that we had together when we were uh, talking, and. Uh, one of you was asking uh, maybe how i came to this practice or something like this and i've described this a few times but um that's more than 25 years ago Um, you know i learned when i was 25 that um that i was uh, hiv positive and this was a moment where uh, there was no um, no, people were dying Uh, there was no um, drugs that. worked, you know, uh, and uh, and so there was a lot of distress in me. So this was a kind of a meeting with agony, if I take you, early. you know. So there was a lot of fear, a lot of shame, a lot of confusion, and um, and uh, um, yeah, and I didn't have much means. I was uh, very confused, yeah. And, uh, almost panicked and uh, didn't have much uh, resources I think on how to deal with this and uh, basically I was told that it was going to turn ugly pretty quickly because at the time where I learned this I didn't have any more of an immune system to talk about You know, like T cells were uh, you know zero and um, and uh, then i went to sit a retreat and um and what i think i was uh, taught was um how to yeah how to pay attention to what was happening uh to uh, uh, not follow my thoughts because my thoughts were there was a lot of thinking happening and it was uh very scary thinking, very a lot of projections, anticipation um, and there was a yeah a lot of agitation and scatteredness and uh, and uh, by paying attention through sensory awareness, a lot like I'm teaching here, no surprise you know that I would be teaching this uh, so the invitation was to not. Uh, You know, so I'm sitting here. You give me half an hour sitting here. What would I do? I'm suffering. I would think, 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 think. What am I going to do? How am I going to, you know? And the the instructions were to actually just feel the hands, be with the breath, hear the sounds, uh, become aware of the light as it was changing at the end of the day, like now. And it seems crazy to do this when there was so much to attend to, you know, so much to figure out. But I think I was desperate uh, and agonizing enough to actually uh, follow somebody who looked like they knew what they were suggesting to do. So I I kept going back to this to find some ground, to find some, uh, you know, not be so caught in thoughts. And... uh, And so through sensory awareness I got out of the thinking mind and um, started to more feel, feel the uh, uneasiness, feel the sorrow and learn how to accompany the sorrow instead of it spinning uh, downwards maybe uh, with thoughts, how to actually be with um, a body that is, uh, you know, a heart that is broken. Be with what is difficult rather than push it away, try to explain it, prevent it, uh, organize it, you know. Just be with it. And so I think my teacher uh, taught me how to actually just stay here. Stay here with the uncertainty, with the broken heart. Not try to resolve anything but hold, care, meet, allow. and I could not have found this by myself. I don't, I don't think I had the creativity or the wisdom or the intelligence to find this out by myself, but by being guided, I was able to... And, and what started to develop was not more of the brokenness. What's, what uh, was meeting the brokenness was care. So this was what was being developed, cultivated care, patience, courage, uh, and in time, capacity, confidence in the capacity to be with unknown, uh, unwanted, really unwanted, you know, death, uh, disease. uh. And uh, so very slowly by attending, so what was the doorway? The doorway was not fantasy. Let's dream about not uh, having AIDS, because at that time that was uh, the diagnosis. Uh, It was meeting reality. Reality was heavy, was unwanted, was scary, and the invitation was to find a way to uh, meet it, to acknowledge it, recognize it, allow it to be there. And um, and all these qualities were being developed. What was being developed was not despair, was not fear. What was being slowly but surely developed was uh, these qualities, plus also the capacity to recognize beauty. You know, in that situation it seems like there was only one big vortex, which was, you know, death and disease. And yet the teachers were saying, can you hear the crickets? Can you see the light coming? You know? yeah. Can you see the stars? Can you feel your hands? And my mind would yeah, but you don't know what's coming. You know, the worst is coming. Yes, but feel the tingling in the fingers. So learning how to bring attention um, in a skillful way, how to use attention in a skillful way, So not being fascinated only by the drama, but being able to notice other things really happening. They were really happening. Crickets and uh, silence was really happening. But I couldn't notice it. I was too obsessed by uh, Naturally, very naturally. Mm -hmm. But I learned that I could uh, be, in in a way, maybe (coughs) kind of a touch and go, you know. Finding balance in uh, allowing crickets or coolness, coldness, or you know whatever we f- we experience here to be known, and then coming in the area of the heart that was aching or tearing, you know, and touching there, and then going back to something more neutral or uh, appeasing. Is that a word? Uh, bring that. Could bring peace or balance, and then coming back and developing the courage to be with this, and uh, you know, at some point, noticing that it was possible to actually, you know, have this thing. You know, one of the ways that uh, I was, uh, I was um, um, perceiving what was happening for me maybe after a while when medication came <clears throat> and it was, uh, you know, death was maybe getting a little further away, you know, still, you know, I, there was a lot of symptoms and uh, side effects and a lot of complication and, you know, a, a disease that came with uh, stigma, maybe, you know, and taboo around it and so a lot of things. and. Uh, one feeling I had, kind of a, it was a kind of a, aversion, and not wanting. I felt like, a, you know, there was Pascal and there was a big um, spear. Is that the way you call it? Like, a, like a spear, spear, spear. Mm-hmm. like a huge spear, like on the side. You know, so I would meet people, and there would always be the spear. You know, like this pe- thing in the middle of the. People would say like, "Hey, oh, let's go for a road trip." And I was like, "Yeah, I'd like to go with you, but." You know, there's this spear. <laughs> you know, we have to. We won't be able to close the door of the car. And <laughs> you know, like it was always in the middle of everything. You know, meeting somebody. You know, well, there's this big thing. It's probably not going to work out. You know? So I, I didn't want this. I despised this. And through practice, I learned to acknowledge that it was there. You know, so using the same image, that there's this spear that is there. It's an and slowly learning to actually allow the spirit to be there, you know, this thing to be there, Mm -hmm. make space for it, and suddenly loving it. Oh, there's this thing, there's this, this ease, Mm -hmm. and oh, it's going to taint that relation. Oh, now I have to come out again, you know, and it's going to make this encounter shaky. I don't know if I'm going to meet you if the person's going to close down in judgment or open in tenderness or you know, if I'll have to take care of them or if they'll want to take care of me when I don't need to, you know. But this is how it is. So acceptance, mm-hmm. acceptance. And in this way, more creativity, more fluidity in the heart, more space, you know. And suddenly, maybe it's not that a, much of a problem, you know. And so it shows to me that there was a perception, it was perceived in a way. Can't live with that, can't be happy with that. It was not the reality, it was a perception. (coughs) And so the practice allowed me to... So that's very personal, but I'm saying this just because I think we might be able to apply it to something else. Other circumstances that we have in our life. And so that's why I'm saying, oh, here's another peer called climate crisis. How are we going to live with that spear? You know, how are we going to take care of this, you know, do whatever it needs to to take care of this? And I see just talking about that particular difficulty that we're facing. And I was hearing uh, <coughs> Joanna Macy, maybe, maybe some of you know Joanna Macy, she's in American Buddhist activist I wouldn't be surprised she would be in her 90s now she's a force of nature she was uh, around when uh, there was the Chernobyl uh, events and she I think was holding uh, you know people's court you know and uh, you know she's been around for uh, all kinds of events and the last time I saw her she was talking about the the climate crisis and uh, and there was joy i've certainly s- seen her in you know with despair and, and part of her practice that she, you know, her teaching is despair work <clears throat> the capacity to reconnect with despair and to feel you know instead of being numb or bypassing. But in that particular video where I saw her, she was, uh, she was suggesting to go down with joy. So, so if we don't succeed in making the great turning, she calls you know, the great turning, uh, going from a, uh, you know, an industrial growth society that is destroying life to a life-sustaining uh, society. She said, if, if we can't make the great turning, then let's go down with joy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, let's take care. Let's, and I thought this was mind-blowing, that she would have that much mm-hmm. honesty or, you know, uh, capacity to acknowledge that it might not work out and uh, have tenderness and still access to joy, which is extremely resourcing. You know? That's why the four Brahma Viharas are together. The caring, the capacity to care for what is difficult, name it, be with it, and the capacity to rejoice, to recognize what's beautiful. I think also in the meeting with, um, you know, acknowledging deeply the uncontrollable nature of things, you know, that we can't control everything that's going to happen to us. We might have plans, but they might happen or not. You know? So this philosophy is very different than the philosophy you have in the, you know, the book, The Secret, I think it was called, <laughs> if you were born in the... <laughs> the <laughs> you know, you remember? You know, You can have everything you want, and if you don't, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> philosophy, you know. So the Buddhist philosophy, it's, I think, is a little different. You know, it says you know things are conditional. Conditions come together sometimes not in our favor. You know, and, and so a, a recognition of the uncontrollability, the uncertain nature of uh, what's coming, uh, our personal life, our inner life, our you know. So, environmental life, if I can call it like this, the recognition of this is not easy to do, but it's liberating, because otherwise we're living in a kind of lie, you know, Uh, and we end up being guilty of not being successful at everything. You know, it's very painful, because everything becomes our fault, or somebody else's fault, or God's fault, you know, so it's liberating to meet uh, you know, reality uh, uh, as it is, and also, you know, when we understand deeply that things are impermanent, ephemeral, you know, that what comes together will fall apart, what come into existence <coughs> will die. Uh, you know, joy, will, you know, pleasantness will come, and unpleasantness will also come. You know, gain will come, loss will come you know, to actually uh, acknowledge the ephemeral nature of things when something beautiful happens there's a way it becomes so precious because it is in existence right now you know, this meeting did happen came together, the conditions came together so this you know, beautiful moment, whatever it is could happen and so we want to appreciate it even more. When we're not scattered and unnoticing, you know, a meal will be cooked for us and we won't notice it. You know? Or we'll just habitually cling. Oh, this is so great! I want the recipe! You know? We won't have the chance to actually experience. The moment of delight will last half a second after it'll be followed by fear and clinging. I want the recipe. It's mine. Is there more of this? You know? And, and the capacity to enjoy, gone, you know? So here we develop a stable heart, a wise heart that knows that things appear and disappear. So when they actually present themselves, we can meet them fully, you know, vibrantly. Difficult things, beautiful things. Uh, so this is why we're practicing, I think. Let me check the time here. Maybe I'll just finish uh, also by saying that in this deep wisdom, because that was one of my aim here, was to make a link between metta and wisdom. So um, uh, why what's uh, a wise view in Buddhist teachings is uh, the capacity to recognize the universal nature of what's happening. When I tend to take everything personal, it's about me, uh, the, the view that we're trying to open to, uh, that is liberating, and where you know vibrancy in terms of compassion or joy can arise, is when we. And it's not easy to do, to go from the perception of everything being personal, about me, against me, for me, etc., to things being universal. So I try to talk in these terms here, you know. So it's not so much about I'm scattered. It's scatteredness. Scatteredness happens in the hall, you know. And uh, losing what is sh- uh, what is dear happens. It's a universal experience. Mm-hmm. And I might be in my mind totally stuck in there. It's hard uh, in there to bring love and care and tenderness. It, if it's about me, I lost this thing that was dear to me, and what's going to happen to me? It's kind of uh, the self-view is encaging um, and so a wise way to, to see what, uh, what, happening, what is happening is to see it through its universal perspective. Do you follow me a bit? Mm-hmm. This is what happens to human beings and when we fall into this, and anyway for me and in the teaching it's there, there's something that opens up, oh, it's not about Pascal, it's disease happens. Oh my God, we're all in this together. Losing things that are dear happens. Things not going as we wanted happens to all of us. And so losing some of this kind of self-obsession around things and recognizing the universal nature of things is very liberating. That's what makes the heart uh, more free. Shine and care, you know. It's not that these things don't happen anymore. They're still happening. They still hurt, but in a different perspective. This is just um, matter for reflection, for consideration. You don't have to, you know, change points of view right now. About <laughs> in any way, it's, these are just uh, to feed feed us some. Uh, our own reflections okay so let's just take a moment here to let the words uh, dissolve May we be able to meet, with tenderness and care, universal experiences such as coldness, delight, quietness, confusion, ease, stepping, lifting, swallowing, absence of thoughts, overwhelming presence of uh, thoughts. May we be able to meet events, phenomena, experiences with care, balance, maybe joy For your uh, consideration. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit slash donate.